You're listening to audio from Cornerstone Church. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Let's jump in. We're not going to take a whole lot of time. We're going to take some time here to go through uh, today. But I just want to encourage you, if you haven't uh, uh, met someone uh, just earlier in church for the first time, I just explained to her that, hey, you can jump in this anytime. Anytime. You do not have to wait. I want to encourage you. Uh, one of our friends over here, he just looked at me when Andre was sharing some things that was going on. He said, you think this experiencing God thing is kind of a big deal? It is. And so we want you to hear from God. Our heart is not that you hear from Jody and Haley. Our heart is that you hear from Jesus. And I just want to encourage you, if you haven't started yet, Amazon, you can get a used one if you want to get a budget-conscious you know, purchase there. I would get a new one, but if you ever got a used book off of Amazon, it's kind of like... It's kind of gross. I'm just being honest. I, I just get the new one. And uh, anyway, because the code in the back might not work if you get a used one. And this has video stuff with it. So I encourage you to do it. And this is week four that we're on, or that I'm, I'm sharing week four. I know some of you guys are in week two, some week three. But we're going through this as a church. We're sharing a little bit of, you know, different things. So the scripture that uh, comes up, and I'll, uh, we'll put this on the screen for you from John 14, verse 21. Then we'll share a couple of things about this, okay? But John 14 and verse 21 And I'm going to read this from the New American Standard, but we'll explain the words, okay? Because it it reads a little different, I know, than some modern uh, thought for thought. But again, the reason I use this translation in church is because this is the most accurate English version of the Bible that you can get. It it is just the most, in a lineage of Bible translations, this one has the most accuracy and most scholars agree this is the most accurate in your language. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with thought for thought Bibles, but I just want to make that clear, okay? So Jesus says, in John 14 and verse 21, he says, He who has ears, or he who has my commandments, or he who hears, that's what he's saying, and keeps them, means obey, is the one who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. I will love him, and I will disclose or reveal myself to him. So, the interesting thing about this is to make sure I didn't miss anything on the front end of it. But that's the scripture that when you open up in your Bible this week, the idea of love and God's invitation. And we're going to talk a little bit about obedience today. And whenever I share this, I just want you to hear my heart. And Haley's going to share some too because what God's been doing, what she's been sharing with our kids, I think it's very, uh, very fitting. Whenever we talk about obedience in God's word, Oftentimes, there's this idea of either condemnation, um, judgment, fear, I made a mistake. We look at all the sides of it that has a negative slant, which God really didn't put that in there, in that concept, that idea. God gave us his word to bless us, to give us instruction, to give us guidance. He didn't give us his word to condemn, to judge, to make us feel guilty, shame. That's the devil. Like the devil is the one that brings shame, guilt, condemnation, fear, and judgment. Now I know there are some things in here and I know some people say, well, yeah, but I, what about, we're not talking about right now all the other sides of things when God would judge a nation because they were in sin and rebellion. I understand that. We're talking individual right now, us personally. When you are walking with God and you're reading his Bible, it should never come across to you as a guilt trip. When you, if it confronts you, 
it's an opportunity to change. And so today we want to come across from obedience, and I just want to share my part, and then Haley's going to share some, some things also. As a dad, I just want to bring this out as a dad, and then we'll go into it a little bit deeper. I love my girls deeply. Like the youngest one, I was looking for them. I still hadn't found my oldest one yet. I still don't know where she's at. I'm assuming she's in an orange shirt somewhere running around. I see no hand. She just took someone to the restroom. She just took someone to the restroom. <laughs> so when they come back in, we'll say, hey, everything all right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> be terrible. Terrible. I was barking. It's terrible. So um, anyway, as a dad, though, look, my little one, I hugged her. I was trying to find my middle one. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Julia Kane. Ha, <laughs> Look at her hide. She came running up to me. I gave her a hug. Um, and I'll find the oldest one later and give her a hug somewhere where she comes back. But I love my girls deeply. And if I ever give my kids instruction, direction, counsel, and if I ever put consequences on the table, it is only because I love them deeply. It is not because I'm trying to give them a hard time. I got plenty of things to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't need more work to do. I certainly am not doing it to try and make their life difficult. I want them to have fun, enjoy life, enjoy everything God created for them. However, as a dad, as a parent, you don't have to have a child. You know as well as I do, there are things that are out there, and there are consequences out there for bad decisions. And if I don't, as a dad, tell them those things, if I don't instruct them in the way that they should go. If I don't give them that counsel, I'm not a good daddy. Matter of fact, the Bible says basically, if you don't correct your kids, you basically don't love them. If you love your kids, you will correct them. And that's not a judgment. That is not condemnation. That's not guilt. It's certainly not shame. And all of us in this room, though, probably have experiences with a parent, an authority figure where maybe they did correct you. Maybe they did bring judgment. They maybe and it just didn't and it's hurt you. We've all had that. But as a loving father, and my intent is always to be heartfelt, pure and true with my kids. I mess up and I fall short and I've had to apologize to my kids because I'm wrong sometimes. Some one time. (laughs) I've apologized to them more. I've had to hug their necks. I don't cry a lot, but, you know, sometimes I do. And I, like he says, sometimes just a good cry does well, you know. And I love all my girls because I'm a dad, and I do the best I can. But listen, that's earthly stuff. Imagine how much more your heavenly Father loves you. So I'm going to let Haley now interject well, on this side. The and, New Testament, actually, and I wish I had the reference. I didn't know you were going to say that. Bro. I didn't either. I looked it up. I just but, said it. Um, actually calls it godly sorrow. Um, mm. And so it's not guilt, it's not shame, but there is a godly sorrow mm. where you realize, oh, man, I need to correct this. And it's mm-hmm. not um, it's not to, like, make you traumatized and pause your life, but it mm-hmm. is to just autocorrect, okay? But there is a godly sorrow that says, oh, I'm so sorry, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I will correct this. And you make the correction and you move forward. Yeah. It's not intended for it to be like some 10-year, you know, or 7-year yeah. tribulation of life. That, Right. Yeah. So this came about, so as I was talking to her, I said, you know, I really, 
um, I really felt like some of the stuff that she's been teaching our kids was very interesting how it lined up. So this word that, um, that Jesus gives us, let me give you this one more scripture and then we'll go forward from this. But John fourteen fifteen, I said that first, but I wanted to give you this scripture first, but I wanted to kind of open up with that. John fourteen fifteen says, Jesus says, if you love me, now let's let this sit up here for a second. This is Christianity 101. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Everything about obedience to God, it has nothing to do with you trying to checklist. I did that right, that right, that right. Oh, I messed up on that. I did that wrong. Has, that's irrelevant. Everything about this is a love relationship with God. And God loves you enough that he would give his only son. It is a deep love. And he says, if Jesus, this is red, this is not just Jesus. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, again, I said all that first because now when I read that, how many know, how many of you here fall short besides me? We've all, today we'll probably make a mistake. We'll fall short. And when you read that, if you listen to the devil, the devil will say, see, you can't keep his commandments. Therefore, you don't love Jesus. I've counseled enough people in this to hear it enough to know if you're in this room, I'm not preaching this. Hey, I'm not going to share today this. To make you walk out the door going like, well, I can't live up to God. That's not about, you can't live up to God's standards anyway. I don't know why we think that's an, that's the devil saying, well, you'll never live up to God's standards. Of course, you should say, I know. Thank God for his blood, right? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's a freeing thing to be able to say, you're right, I can't. Instead of trying to say, I'm going to, I'm going to. And then when you read this, you think, well, I must not love God because I can't keep his commandments. When he says this, it's a unique thing he's talking about. And it's this word called in Hebrew, do the best I can. And then I'm going to Shema. <clears throat> and it actually means Shema. It means to listen and obey. So I'm going to read, I'm going to Haley, I'm going to read this again, or let Haley read this rather than John 14, 21. And let her kind of talk a little bit. This is what I mean, she's been te- teaching our kids, the word Shema, listen and obey. So, so if you're in my, any of my small groups, I'm so sorry. I'm a broken record, but I feel like this is what God just keeps speaking to my heart. And, and in a minute, we'll see why. Um, cause I was like, Lord, so many of the people that I'm around, I've already said this like a hundred times because that's what you're teaching me, but you keep teaching me. And, um, but it's interesting. He tells us to, when we get up, when we lie down every day. And so um, here's the verse, John 14, 21. He who has or hears my commandments and keeps them or obeys is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and will disclose or reveal myself to him. So that's the verse for this unit. Um, But there is a prayer called Shema. And that comes from the very first word, Hebrew word of the prayer, that um, that is prayed and was prayed in um, the Old Testament. But we'll see. I'm going to show you that Jesus said the same thing. Um, but the every morning and every evening. And so here is the main. So there's. it actually comes from three different sections, Deuteronomy 6, 11, and also chapter 11, and then also Numbers 15. But here's the first part of the Shema that is prayed every morning and every 
evening. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might, which is the verse from last week, right? And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently. So that was where the Lord said, okay, this is diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So one thing that I just find so interesting about this is that your hand and the frontlets between your eyes um, if you, he, you shared this a couple of weeks ago, I think about how they put on certain things before they pray, they prepare actually to pray. It's on your arm and then to your hand and then right here. But it's so interesting that when you put the, his word in your heart and you keep it before you all the time, it affects how you see mm-hmm. and it affects what you do. So that's why Shema, so when you, when you look up the word Shema, it actually means to hear or to listen. But there is no Hebrew word that's separate as obey. And so it's because it's implied. When you hear, we're supposed to obey. And so it goes hand in hand. And um, even in Mark 12... I'm sorry, I didn't give you this ahead of time. Okay. I just thought of it earlier. <laughs> um, Mark 12 and verse 29. And I read from a, a Bible um, that has Hebrew words in it. So just bear with me. Yeshua, of course, is Jesus. But it says Yeshua answered. the what is fir- it Mark what? Tw- um, 12 and Mark verse 12. 29. Sorry. See, I do that. I go fast. I have to stop. Hey, what is it again? See, I helped y'all out, didn't I? Huh? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Yeshua answered the first. So first, let me go back to 28 so you can understand what he's answering. One of the Torah scholars came and heard them debating. Seeing that Yeshua had answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is first of all? And Yeshua answered, this, the first is Shema Yisrael. Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. Now, let me pause right there for just a second, because the way that that is written, um, it says is one. And so that kind of in our thinking, English thinking, we kind of think that means he's one. When we were listening to our, our singing, worshiping to Adonai Elohim, okay, anytime you see an I am at the end of a Hebrew word or an O-T, that makes it plural, And so Elohim, from the very beginning of scripture, when it says the Ruach Elohim, who was involved in the creation, Elohim is plural, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He is always about community, has been from the very beginning. He is community. We need each other. Elohim. So I don't think that this is saying he is one. In our language, we might would say God alone. He is God alone. And so in um, the Old Testament, you see over and over that there were other gods. There was Baal, Asherah, Molech, all of these gods. And they kept getting intertwined. They would worship Yahweh and 
right? Mm. And if you think of it, there were so many different twists and lies that were brought about, which we see today, how things are twisted and turned. There's enough truth in things Mm. that makes it seem like truth, but it's not truth. Mm -hmm. And so many times what would they would say, but uh, we're created male and female. So God needs a counterpart, Asherah. Okay, no, that's not what the Bible says. But things were twisted, and things are being twisted today just the same. And so we have to pay attention. We have to hear. We have to have ears to hear. And so um, this Shema is amazing. So he is the, I don't think I finished, did I finish reading it at all? Yeah, I did. So he is the Lord, your God. That's what I was reading. 29. Sorry, I get so caught up y'all in this. I I'll, love it. Y'all think I've got a I love this, huh? What? I see. I'm sorry. He's kind of rubbed off on me, so I have a little <laughs> oh, squirrel. Oh, 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 no, come on. <laughs> y'all have no kidding. idea. I'm kidding. <clears throat> um, I start like five projects a day and never finish one. Um. It's true. God, I know. I can admit it. All right. Oh, so, uh, the Lord is one. Okay, verse 30. And you shall love Adonai, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. But what he was quoting was the Shema. And so, can we show that yeah, video? Yeah. yeah. So, we want to kind of lay a foundation for you. And then we want to show you a clip. Uh, and so we'll turn down the lights so you can see it good. But, um, so you guys want to go ahead and turn on the lights. I'll talk for a second, turn on the lights and then we'll, sh- I'll, t- I'll cue the video for you. But we want to show you something you're probably familiar with. You may have already seen it, but I just want you to see this, what Haley just shared with you in action. So that's, gives you an idea. That's very much how it works in Israel. They, they would, you know, we may teach our kids how to bless their food. This is what they teach their kids. Now, you could take anything that we're sharing today and go, like you were saying, you have truth and then you have twisted stuff, right? Anything we're sharing today, someone could take it and turn it into something else. But the heart of what this is speaking to us is God, as a father, he loves us enough. This instruction is for us because of our love relationship. If that relationship is broken, if the love relationship with God is not right, Anything that we do in Christianity will come and turn into a rules-based works mentality. I'm, I'm living, trying to live up to something I'll never make. That's what it turns into. And God never intended it. It's a relationship based on love. I love Haley. Therefore, we hang out together. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine, I tell you I love Haley, but I never hang out with her at all. Like, I mean, funny thing is, let's show you. I was telling elders, Terry and Thane, on the way out. They had to beat a windshape. They work at windshape and help restore marriages and minister up there. It's really awesome, wonderful folks. And they met me on the way out, and they, I said, thank you guys so much. I said, it's kind of weird, no kids in the house. It, like, the first day, we were, there's no noise. It's the strangest thing ever. And I told them, I said, you know, we could have went anywhere we wanted to go. No kids were in the house. We could have went anywhere we wanted to go. We could have went to Atlanta and ate at some really nice restaurant. You know where we found ourselves both nights? Panda Express. <laughs> and Walmart. I mean, we were like, we could do anything we wanted to do. But we were with each other. 
Like, we were the whole time. Like, you know, I had plenty of stuff to do. But she was like, hey, you want to go with me over there? And I was like, I got to do this, do that. But you know what? I'd rather hang out with her. It's a relationship. And that's what I was going to say about God. So what she's sharing, this is not, this is because of a relationship. I hear and obey the Shema. So, yeah. I don't know. I just want it's, to So, I think um, that's what's foremost. Like, so, when I, when, talking about being together, like with our relationship, there's nothing um, greater than helping us mature in our relationship with the Lord than with each other. Because we have to you know, understand each other. We have to recognize each other's voice. I can go in Walmart. I can tell right where he is by his cough or his whatever walk. I don't know, but I know where he is because I, I hear him and I know what he sounds like. And that's what happens when we read his word. We begin to know what he sounds like. We get to hear his heart. We get to hear his voice and so that way when he speaks to us in that small you know inner voice we can say ah that lines up with his word that sounds like god Hmm. and then we can also say that doesn't sound like god that is something else you know but you recognize because you know him because you spent time in his word and that's why his word is so so important um and it's all about relationship but something that the lord is really been showing me a lot lately. Um, I'm listening to some historical fiction books, just different things that are helping me understand a little bit more about the Old Testament. And, um, you know, I think we can get into this, this idea that we're, we're not anything like what they were doing as far as, um, these other gods and mixing it up. Um, they would actually, there were, I mean, I just read about King Ahaz who actually, sacrifice some of his children to Molech. I mean, it's awful. And we think, but I would never do that. Well, of course not. But do we sacrifice our children maybe to other things? Like, culturally, like, even education or sports or whatever's popular right now. And I'm talking to myself. This is what the Lord has been telling me. Do we sacrifice our children to what's cultural sometimes rather than my job as a mom is not point them to me because I will fail them and I have failed them. Um, But my job is to point them to him. And I think we forget sometimes again to me um, that Yahweh is holy we actually put the A and E in Yahweh. We, we, you can't actually even say his name. There is no vowels. We cannot pronounce it. We say Yahweh because we, that's the only thing we can do. You cannot pronounce his name. It's impossible. He is so holy. We talk about people using the Lord's name in vain. Literally, I mean, obviously don't do that. But I'm saying you actually can't because you can't even pronounce it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, we our allegiance is spread so thin. We are constantly trying to make it, and I am the world's worst, at trying to make everybody happy. Lord, and I do. <laughs> I try. It's impossible, I've learned. But um, I spread my allegiance thin. And really, the only one I'm supposed to obey yes. is Yahweh. 
Oh, that rhymes. That's good. You know, write a song. Um, I should write a song. Sing a little ditty. <laughs> sing a little ditty. <laughs> you will. When we get home, he'll be singing a little ditty about that. I come up, I come up with but, something. But, um... It, it's just, it's so it's about relationship. When I go out somewhere, it's not to say, oh, you know, the Lord's going to strike me down if I don't do the right thing. But I do want to say, like, if it was something I was making a decision on, let's say a purchase, I would, my, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, would Jody be okay with this purchase? Do I need to call and check with him? And some, many times I do, I'll call and check and say, Hey, this is a little more than I would normally spend. Is this okay? Do you think it's a good, wise decision? But we forget to do that with the Lord. We forget to say, Hey Lord, I'm about to make this decision. Is this really what you want? Is this? And so I want to make my decisions so that we're constantly in alignment. And I want to make my decisions foremost in alignment with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spread my allegiance then. I don't want to be mixing my allegiance with everything around me. But what is God telling me to do right now? And that's what this study is all about. That's what I was going to say. Right? That's why you need to be in this, right? this study. Absolutely. No, I think it's great. <clears throat> Purchasing thing. Yeah, I learned that with her. Uh, don't buy things that are big without checking You learn in. by mistakes, right? So, yep. yeah. And, I, and I've... I've, I've you know, I bought a lawnmower <laughs> and I thought, Hey, I need a lawnmower. I got a farm. <laughs> like it was taking me eight hours to mow the lawn. So I, I told her, Hey, I bought a lawnmower. I thought she'd be excited. It's red. I thought, let's stick a Georgia sticker on it. I don't know. She, she didn't like it. And she's like, well, you should ask me. And she likes the mower. She loves it. But it, it, it saves time. She's like, why don't you tell me? And, I, and it, I, I couldn't figure out for the longest, what's the big deal? Like I thought it's a stinking lawnmower. I'm going to mow the grass. You should be happy. You know, but it wasn't about that. It was about, why don't you just ask me? Why don't you just talk about it with me? So I learned, you know, I'm not a marriage expert, but um, that's a lesson, guys. Like, if you're going to buy something, and it's more than like, you know, lunch, if you start. <laughs> that might be a little. Maybe that's a little extreme. <laughs> but, like, when you start adding zeros to it, you know, I think probably when you get more than two zeros, you probably need to ask. Hey, are you good with this? And it's, it's, it's about trust. It's not it's about, about it's not about whether he bought a lawnmower or not. I really don't care. It's that my, my opinion is valued. Yeah. Right? And we have to trust each other that we value each other. And wow. that is, I mean, that is really what the Lord is just, he wants us to trust him mm-hmm. and value his opinion. He's way smarter than us. Yeah. He's already been where we're going and he's following behind us. Obviously, he knows more than I do. And so it really is about, and, and that's in there. It's about relationship first. And when you have a relationship, you trust each other. Hmm. And when you have a relationship with the Lord, you'll trust him. No. It's not always easy. Not going to, like, make it all flowery. Anybody but. tells you, let me just say, if you're in here right now, you're watching right now, anybody ever tells you, that, oh, following Jesus is just so easy, and they just, like, float in on a heavenly cloud and float out the door, too. That's a bunch of bunk. I love Jesus, and I love God, and I'll do whatever he asks me to do. But I will ne- I'm not going to step here and tell you it's always easy. No. It's not easy, but it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And it's beautiful. It's amazing. it's worth it. It's worth it all. A yeah. hundred times over. Yeah. But it's not always like what you see in a 20-minute message. You, you sometimes are faced with decisions as a Christian that... Might mark you. 
it just literally might mark you on your job, in life, on your social media. There's going to be a time where at some point you'll get marked and the choice will be Christ or culture, like Haley was saying. Will it be Jesus or will it be me? And I've tried to follow Jesus the best I can. Sometimes it's me. <laughs> Sometimes I'm selfish and I make the wrong choice. But I want to align my life with the Lord. And I'm just saying with you guys, it's not always, you're not going to float. If you floated in on a heavenly cloud, thank God for it. Uh, you know, just give it time. It, it, it poofs out. There's no heavenly cloud after a while. You're having to walk in faith. <laughs> and uh, can I, right? Isn't that right? You, if y'all felt, yeah, it's true. So today as we, as we wrap up, I didn't, you want to share anything else? Huh? Well, the last thing I was just thinking about this, and I hope it's okay to, I, well, I'm going to share. You share what you want to. Well, okay. no, I mean, <laughs> well, it's interesting how our, our children teach us. And um, one of my daughters, um, my oldest, we were talking about something. It was actually quite, it's a quite controversial topic. And we were just being real, talking about it. And like, let's, let's look at this together. And um, I said, you know, I, I explained, I feel this way about it. And, you know, you need to study for yourself. But it was something that you, you do. And she said, but, you know, Mom, and I just, one of the greatest things. She said, you know, Mom. I wouldn't do it simply because it would break your heart. Mm. And I Mm. think that is really the essence of our relationship with the Lord. Mm. I don't want to break his heart. He's done way too much for me. I am blessed only because of him. Everything I have, my family, everything, the breath I breathe. And I don't want to break his heart. That's good. No, that's good. And it's what it comes back to his relationship. So <clears throat> I want to, um, so we want to pray for you today, but I also wanted to share with you this last portion of the thought process of relationship. We start a relationship, we're going to end with a relationship. The Shema, the listen and obey. I hope that you might want to go back and read and study this a little more, but I'm going to read you a couple of verses. I want you to hear it in action. Again, like Haley was saying, you don't, you don't, in there, you're not separating hear and obey it's not two different things to them the shema is if you hear it you would obey right and that's why you often hear they have ears to hear but they're not listening yeah right there's a if we actually hear it it should affect how we act what you think about the sower who sows the word this is why some fell on these types of ground but one of them produced 30 60 100 fold it was because they did something with what they heard they could it was like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They were, it was together. You couldn't, if you separate it it's, it, it's not two different things. It's one thing. Which is why on Sunday morning, please hear my heart. You're listening right now. But when we leave, if there is no application, if I don't do anything with what Haley said today, if I don't listen to this, and then put action to it. It's hard in English because we, we almost always separate it. If I hear and I don't do, I'm not, it's not Shema. It's just listening. There must be action with it for in order to be what we're talking about here. And this is what Jesus said a couple of places. I want you to think about how he had to do this. And then based on love relationship, trusting God, <clears throat> John 14, 31 He says, so that the world might know that I love the Father. You hear the love relationship. He wanted the world to know that I love him. How will the world know that you love him? Jesus said, if you do what I say. 
Shema. So that the world may know that I love the Father, I do exactly as the Father commanded me. You say, well, that's Jesus. I know. It's Shema, though. He here, and then he would obey it together. In John 5.20, when you think about this, uh, this is what Jesus said about the Father and the Son. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all the things that he himself is doing. And the Father will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. One of the things that Jesus said in John 14-21, if we hear and do Shema, if we do his commandments, we listen and obey. One of the things he promises this, watch, he'll reveal himself to you. So many times, what do we do? We pray, we ask God to show up. Oh God, would you move? Oh God, would you be this? Would you do that? Sometimes, maybe God is saying, what are you going to do with what I ask you? I'll show up, just Shema. Sometimes it's not the heavy, deep things we're praying for. It's just the simple things in life. Just do what I'm asking you to do. Just what we know to do in the instruction of God's word is really where God's going to show up. And I used to hear the guys say this, man, when you're trying to hear from God, I can't hear from God, I can't hear from God. And these guys would always say things like this. I, I, and is it in the Bible? I don't know how you could, probably there's something there you can make a message out of it. But it's good advice. If you're having problems hearing from God, go back to the last thing that he told you to do or that he asked you to do and see if you're actually doing it. Just see. See if Shema's taking place there. It might be that he's back here somewhere. We just need to go back and, and find out where he's at. What was what he asked me to do? So today, as far as listening and obeying, I love what Haley was sharing about the word Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. It's all about not just hearing the word today, but let's put some application to it. So as we pray for you, um, today I want to close your eyes and just bow your head and as you're thinking about some of these words, um, the idea of hearing and obeying, this is why the Lord gives these words, I think. If a man or woman should believe in their heart, watch, and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. It's not just about hearing. So if you're watching on broadcast, you're in this room right now, maybe you don't know the Lord. I'm asking you to close your eyes and bow your heads. There's a whole church right now. I'm going to pray with you. But you're here and you say, well, uh, I've heard this time and time again. Maybe if you prayed and received Christ, you prayed the prayer of salvation. And you have said yes to Jesus. That's as far as you've gone because in our culture in Rome, Georgia, it's easy to have a Sunday morning church service and easy to have a Christian walk based on a Sunday morning show up. But where it really matters is when it goes to application past salvation. Is it just where you, where you are, just with your head bows, eye closed? I'm going to pray for you. And uh, if that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. The whole church will pray right now. You won't be by yourself, but we're going to pray together with you. If you're watching on broadcast, we're going to pray uh, this prayer together right now. Just repeat this after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today, and I give you my life, and I give you my heart, I give you my plans, and all of my desires. I ask you, Lord, to save me, to forgive me, and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, 
I make you the Lord of my life. God, help me to walk in your word and live in obedience. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Man, if you pray that prayer, we're so proud of you, church. Right, would you give me a hand? So awesome. So proud of you. If you're watching on broadcast, so proud of you for praying that prayer as well. If you need help, uh, especially if you just prayed that, getting started walking with God in your seat. If you're in here, you can fill this out as a connect card. If you're a guest with us, this is a great way to connect with the church. We'd love to follow up with you, send you some information about the church, get to know you a little bit, let you know about the church. And if you'll do that, fill that connection card out uh, and just drop it off in one of the offering boxes on your way out the door. It'd be great. If you're watching online or if you want to do it digitally, you can do that as well. That's actually the easiest way, connect.cornerstonerome.com. We'd love to pray with you, get, help you get started walking with Christ, give you some material, whatever you need. Just want to help you uh, make that connection in the church there. And so, very simple to do. Uh, some of you guys are still in young adults. Uh, that's like, I don't know, it's hard to say. I mean, we feel like we're young adults, but I guess we're not. Um, but somewhere between you know, 20 to 30-ish, I guess. Huh? I don't know. It shouldn't be that funny, but it is. We both just had a birthdays, and we're like, what? Like, man, we have one driving. What? We do. We feel young. We're in a young adults group, so there. Um, we're, we're, you know, we lead it. I guess I don't know if that counts, but anyway. So if you're young adults and you want to be a part, just want to encourage you, uh, you can be a part of that group still. It's not too late. We'd love to have you be a part. And uh, that I think they put it on the screen a while ago. You can get that little text thing. If not, you can just go on our website. Look, oh, there it is right there. Check it out. Ba-boom, ba-boom. And you can do that. So I'm um, Gary. He's going to come up wrap up the, uh, the, the gathering today. And um, uh, just want to say to all of you, as you're going through experiencing God, we're praying for you. And as God prompts you and God uh, speaks things to you, just listen and obey. Just listen and obey. And so they're going to pray with us. I want to share a little bit uh, briefly with you. Um, you know, Haley and I, we're going to be, well, she'll be here for a little bit, but I'm leaving out tomorrow. So Victor and I both, uh, they're praying for Victor right now, but Victor and I both will be heading out to Scotland tomorrow. And so we're going to be renovating a ministry or retreat center. If you think about Windshape here, this is not exactly the same, but similar. Here he comes. Look at him. The shoe king. It's what? The shoe king. The shoe king. He is. He is the shoe man. If you want to know about shoes, well, he and Zach both, but like he's, he, they know shoes. But, um, so what we're going to be, we're renovating and, and preparing a place. I told you guys before, so in Scotland, there's less than 2% Christian, uh, in Scotland. And I don't know what it is. I'm trying to hear and obey. I, I just know that for us, uh, when I went over there, and you see the lostness, less than it's it's teeter tottering on an unreached people group right now, and we have friends who they're investing money, and in, in putting their, everything on the table to try to help bring in pastors, and we just thought, how can our church? What can we do? How can we a place where many of you in this room, you have faith in Christ because of men and women who came here, and established the church. Like, go back and look at the history. I mean, it, it, it's really hard to wrap your mind around how does a nation go from so pro-God and so many people following Christ to less than 2%. But all you have to do is look around in America and see. That's why it's so important that we be the church. And, and it's not a Sunday morning experience. And so we're going to knock this thing out for them, help them. It's going to take about a week and a half um, of building. I'm excited because I get to sling hammers again. And I, it's a stress reliever for me, so I'm thankful. But then Haley and the girls are coming over, 
And she's going to do some education stuff with them. We're going to do some Christian heritage stuff over there and show them. But we're actually going to take some time to pray and seek the Lord and ask God, God, how can our church, can we make a difference here? What can we do as a church? And um, so that's why we're going. So we're, they're going to pray for us. I'm asking you guys to stand to your feet. And so they wanted to pray. Gary wanted to pray over us. So I'm going to turn this over to him. I'm done. Okay. And uh, let you wrap it up. Well, I've got a verse I'd like to share in uh, Acts chapter 13 and verse 2. It says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit said, not the people there, not the pastors, not the prophets, not everybody else. The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. So we're going to substitute instead of Barnabas and Saul, we're going to put Jody and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Victor in there for this week um, yes, to separate them for the work. Uh, that they've been called to do. So we're going to pray for them. If you would, just stretch out your hand, and we're going to pray for them and pray for Haley as well. Father, we just thank you that uh, your Holy Spirit has spoken to Jody and Haley's heart and to Victor's heart, Lord, that uh, there's work to be done, and not even right here in Rome, Georgia right now, but in, in Scotland. Lord, we, we ask your blessing upon them. We believe uh, we've heard their hearts. We've heard your heart, Lord, that that's where you want them to be right now, Father. Anything that we can do as a church, uh, Lord, we send them out with our blessing and our support. And, Lord, while they're there, we're going to lift them up in prayer uh, for the work that's being done there, Lord. We just thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Gary, thank you so much. So you're going to be covered really well. Gary's, uh, you're finishing out, or am I? Thank you. I am. Okay. So <laughs> sometimes we don't know. It's a long weekend. So, um, uh, you're going to be uh, covered well. Pastor Stephen's going to be doing a lot of preaching wherever he went. And uh, you're going to be fed really well. And I mean it. Pastor Stephen is a great... Look at him right now. He's helping everybody down. He's a great guy. So um, you're very blessed to have him love on your kids the way he does. I mean, I, he and Miss Pearl, they, they love all of our students, kids, youth. And you're very blessed as a church have... So he's going to also preach, and he'll be good good for him, and uh, have a good time with that. So don't do anything crazy, Stephen, while I'm gone. I ain't making no promises. Who knows what might happen? But um, anyway, before we go, I want us to pray the Lord's blessing every life out of numbers. And uh, I just want to share one thing with you one more time before, as far as giving. Um, I said this last week, and someone asked me, said, "Man, I hate that you feel like you had to say this, but I just want to make it clear because so as far as the Haggerty family, we're paying for our trip." This church is not paying for our trip. The mission side as well. I just I want to make that clear because sometimes people ask, because we ask, hey, we want you to give, and you think, well, am I giving to help you go to Scotland? No, you're not. No. But you are sending Pastor Victor because he's given up his revenue that he could make during the week working on a job. So, yes, you are. But as far as the Haggerty family, the Lord had blessed us. We had money. And so this church is not paying for us to go. Now, I put that on the table because I'm about to tell you something else. Be generous. Be generous while I'm gone. This is your church. No music's going. There's no nothing. It's just real right now. Be generous. I had a dream, and I, I don't do this very often. I had a dream. I thought, hey, about this. This is very odd. Uh, I don't dream a lot. I, don't, I can't remember. I always get confused. Do your old men dream dreams and young men see visions? Or do your young men see visions? I always mix them up. I always mix them up. It don't matter how many times I read it. It's like Elijah and Elisha. I always, I can't get them straight, right? So, sorry. But anyway, 
had this dream and a pastor friend of mine was in it and I looked around and they were like helping people everywhere all over the world. Like work was going this place and that place. And, this. and I looked at him, I said, man, brother, it wasn't stuff. It wasn't cars, it wasn't trains, it wasn't planes, it wasn't anything like for us to consume. It was ministry. I said, brother, how do you do this in my dream? And all I heard him say was, I'm generous. He didn't say his church was generous. I remember this clearly in the dream. He said, I'm generous. And we looked at each other and said, you know what? Not to brag, but we thought, we, we're generous. Not to brag. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you, we are. And I'm just encouraging you, it's fun to be generous to the Lord. And I want to encourage you as your church and your family to obey the Lord in the generosity area. Trust God and just watch God do stuff. And I thought, we've been able to do stuff because we're generous as a church. I figured it up. And I'm like, I'm letting you go. Don't worry, I'm letting you go. I think you need to know this as a church. I went back and figured it up. And at least I know this much for a fact. You, this church has done more, but I know for a fact, based on from the year 2000, right the time that I can get, and I know we've been working here, this church has given over or right at a million bucks going out into some local or global outreach since the year 2000. That's no joke. You know why? Because 10% is given away out of this church. I want you to know that. I just need you to know that. You're a generous church. And if the Lord sees generosity, what does he do with a generous heart? I can trust them, so I'll give them more. I just want to encourage that. As you're generous in your church and generous in your personal life, be faithful to your church, especially while I'm gone. Like, don't, you know, make it easy on everybody and that kind of thing. But I just want to thank you for your generosity. Here's how you can give. And let me just pray over that before we go. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the ability for us to be generous. I thank you for this church. And I thank you, God, for the blessing of the Lord to be upon every heart, every generous person in this room, Lord. That they might see the work of God that they have been a part of that's gone across the world and in this region. God, I pray in Jesus' name, they know you are blessing them, and you continue to bless in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Let me speak this over before we go, okay? Numbers chapter 6. All right, we're going to do it together. Put it on the screen for you. Ready? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, and may he give you his peace. God bless you guys so much. Have a wonderful week. You're dismissed. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If so, feel free to pay it forward and share this podcast with someone else. Thanks for listening.